kingdom work right away. Amen. And they're going to have a revival in the next couple weeks. Actually, his son, Victor, a lot of you know him. He's the uh, worship leader there at the home church and works with the youth. He's going down to preach a revival down there. And so they're already pumped up, for, ready for that. Amen. So uh, we're going to keep sowing seed, amen, into the mission field. And everybody's a part of it. Chapter uh, Series number five. We're going to continue tonight. And kind of, I don't know if it's going to go another five, could go another one, go another two. But I want to put the glue in tonight. How many know when you're building something, you've got to have glue, nails, screws to hold it together? And how many know when you're going to go from point A to point B, you've got to have gasoline? And if you're going to drive something or use a machine, you've got to have some lubrication around with the oil to make things work correctly. So as you think about lubrication and gasoline and screws, nails, and glue... That's the Holy Spirit. Amen? That's what the Holy Spirit is in our lives. And I want to continue a little bit off of Sunday and tie this in with our series on discipleship. So we're going to start off in Matthew 22, where we've been. And uh, we're going to talk about how important it is, coming off Pentecost Sunday, to seek the filling, the power, and the anointing of the Holy Spirit in our lives daily. Amen? To be filled daily to uh, walk in his power, to walk in his anointing, and that it is a command of God that we be filled with the Holy Spirit. Amen? So we're going to start off looking at the key verse we've been using, Matthew chapter 22, verse 35. Give me an amen if you're there. We'll read this again. Then one of them said, uh, a lawyer asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, which is the greatest commandment? Hopefully after all these weeks you're going to start understanding and knowing without even reading it. What the greatest command is. Matter of fact, I'm not going to have him put that next verse yet. How many know what the greatest commandment is? Someone shout it out. Just shout it out. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your mind, all your soul, all your strength. Amen? And it says, in all your mind. Then the next verse says, and this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, that you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Continue to read. On these two commandments hang everything. All the law and the prophets. Father, we thank you for this Wednesday night. We thank you for your power, your anointing, your spirit, your presence in this place. Lord, we thank you that the devil is defeated on every angle and every side. We thank you, Lord, that you are here in the midst of us tonight, Lord, and your presence is going to move. Your spirit is going to touch. Your spirit is going to anoint your words to come into our hearts tonight, Lord, and we're going to continue to grow spiritually and walk as men and women who are disciples of Christ. Devil, you are defeated by the blood of Jesus, by the power of the cross, and you have no authority and no power. And devil, we take authority over sickness, over disease, over every spirit of the enemy that would try to come against anyone in this place tonight, Lord. I pray that you'd arrest our minds to receive your word and that we will walk out of this place different tonight than when we came in. And we ask these things in the mighty name above every name, in the name of Jesus. Amen. So there's our command once again. Now I want to show you a few things that may be something you've heard before. But I want to show you again how important it is, John chapter 14, if you'll go there, to understand that the power of the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the moving of the Holy Spirit is not just something that God suggests that we have. 
How many understand the difference between God suggesting something and God telling us we need something? It's a big difference. How many know there's a big difference between a suggestion and advice? God, God is, is making a statement here through the Son. I mentioned this Sunday. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. He's a trinity. He's three in one. He's one in three. And He has a way of revealing Himself to us through His Word. And we are living in the days that the prophet Joel prophesied about, that He would pour out His Spirit on all flesh. We're in that day, amen, where we have the Spirit they were with Jesus, and they physically saw him. They touched him. They saw him do miracles. They ate with him. They walked with him. Moses saw God in the burning bush. They would see the wind. They would, there was a, 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 a visible attributes of God the Father in the Old Testament. Today we have the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. We saw Wednesday, Sunday. Why? For boldness, to witness, for discernment, for healing power. But... We have to understand, church, that this isn't something that's just kind of like, hey, if you want it, take it thing. It's something God expects us to have, but it's, we're going to see in the Scriptures again that it is something that we have to ask for. We have to ask for it. The power of the Holy Spirit. It's something that is be, beyond and different from the salvation experience. I'm going to show you that in the Scriptures. And so you, you may be saved here tonight, but you don't have everything God wants for you yet if you have not been filled with the Holy Spirit, baptized in the Holy Spirit, and there's more, and we know that through the Scriptures because Jesus told us to go wait for it. And we mentioned Sunday, common sense tells us you don't wait for something you already have. When, you, when you're told to wait for something, it means something's coming. And all throughout these Scriptures we're going to look at, you're seeing Jesus pointing to that, and so we saw there, if you love me, if you want to keep my commandments, the greatest commandment is to love me with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. But look what John 14 says, verse 15, 16, and 17. He says, if you love me, here we see it again, if you love me, here's the key, keep my commandments. How many know a commandment is not a suggestion? Can we, can we move on from that? Does everybody understand? A commandment is not a suggestion. It's a commandment. And so he says, if you love me, truly love me, then do what I say. And he says, and I, and so what he's basically doing is on credit, he's telling us that I will do this that based on the fact that you are keeping my commandments. So if you keep my commandments, he says, I will pray to the Father, and he will give you, what, look what it says there, another helper. Now, I want you to just leave this up there for a second. I want to leave this verse up. I want you to think about this. I want you to understand how this is the glue. How this is the screws, the nail, the glue that holds everything together, the, the oil that lubricates, the gas that gets us from point A to point B. The Holy Spirit is, is everything that makes everything move. How many of you can have the most beautiful car in the world, and if you don't have gas in it, it's not going anywhere? Let me know the gospel that we have tonight is powerful. But to fully fulfill what God expects us to do, we need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need to be filled with everything that God has for us. Walking in His anointing. And Jesus said, I'm going to pray to... The Here you see the Trinity. Do you see the Trinity in this verse? 
Can you believe that there are actually people who do not believe in the Trinity? Here we are seeing in this verse in John chapter 14. He says, if you love me, Jesus, I will pray to the Father, God the Father, and he will give you another helper. That means there's a third person. That's the Holy Spirit, the helper, the promise, the comforter. Amen. And so he is saying that there is something more, and I said this on Sunday, church, we cannot get past this, that it's not enough just to be saved. We need everything God has for us in our lives. Everything God has for us. Less than nothing. Amen. If we're going to be the overcomers God wants us to be, we need everything God has. If you want to sit back and just be half in, then that's your choice. But I'm trying to show you in the scriptures that there's more than what you have. God was saying this. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, they work together and they have attributes. Each one of them have attributes. And, and we see their, 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 their job and their description in the Word. And he is saying, capital H, I'm going to send you another helper. And for some reason today, in the church world, We've kind of got God and the Father and God the Son down, but we kind of leave the Holy Spirit away. You know what I'm talking about? We are not going to have a church service that's going to bear any fruit if the Holy Spirit doesn't show up. Because He's the one. He's the one we have today. I'm, I'm trying to get you to understand again from Sunday, God the Father is going to not show up in this place in a visible form Jesus is not going to walk into this place in a physical body. If God is here, he is here through the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. That's what we have tonight. And so we're in that place where we need the Holy Spirit. And if we start looking at these commands we've been talking about, I told you there was like 40 to 50 commands that Jesus says. If you're my disciple, I want you to obey these things. And I'm just going to tell you this right now. We cannot obey those commands without the Holy Spirit. We can't do it. Not by might, nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. He, we cannot do these things. You, you, and if you've ever been listening to this for the last four or five weeks, you're saying, how can I do that? How can I turn the other cheek? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. How can I love my enemies? Through the power of the Holy Spirit. Any of these things that God, and don't you think that God knew what he was doing? Do you think that Jesus would expect us to do all these things in our own power, knowing that he on this earth could not even do those things without the power of the Holy Spirit? He was a man, fully God and fully man. And he was even filled with the Holy Spirit. On the day he was baptized, the heavens opened up and God spoke from heaven and said, This is my son, my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. And the Bible says that, a, that the Holy Spirit came down upon him like a dove. And he was filled with the Holy Spirit for ministry. And he carried out what he was supposed to do. He did not listen. He did not get to the end of the, of the, of the race and finish the race and say it is finished on that cross by his own power. He did it through praying to God and through the power of the Holy Spirit. So i got a question for you. If Jesus needed the power of the Holy Spirit, where does that put us? I think we need Him more. And we need everything He has for us. So watch this again. If you love me, keep my commandments. 
And I, so again, he is, he is continuing that next verse on credit to us that we're keeping his commandments. He's believing in us. How many know God believes in us? And he says, then I will, so he goes, you do your part, I'll do my part. And I will pray to the Father, and he will give you, now notice there again that it says he will give you, not you have. Are y'all seeing that in, 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 the, in the scriptures? He will give you, future tense, another helper that he may abide with you forever. Watch what it continues to say. The spirit of truth. How many know we need the spirit of truth? Watch this. Whom the world cannot receive. You cannot get saved. You cannot, watch this, put your faith in Jesus Christ without the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is what draws us. And then the Holy Spirit is what seals us. It seals our salvation. The Bible says that we, our spirit, bears witness that we are children of God. Our spirit bears witness with the Holy Spirit that we're children of God. So he says, the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him. He dwells with you. And look at this. I want you to notice this again. He dwells with you, dwells with you, and will be in you. This is way better teaching than you're shaking your heads. I'm not even asking for an amen tonight. Amen. <laughs> Are you with me? Am I teaching the truth? He says he's, he is dwelling with you, and he will be. Did you see the difference between with you and in you? With you and in you. I, I, this is so important to doctrine, to so important to understanding the baptism of the Holy Spirit, that it is a separate event. Cannot stress that enough. And so somebody, some of you in here may be walking in love with God, you're saved, but you are not walking in the fullness of God. He's dwelling with you, but He's not in you. He has not filled you. He has not baptized you yet. He has not come in in this experience that Jesus is talking about in the Scriptures. Now I'm going to move on from this, but I want you to see this again, that we see a distinction here. I'm taking my time on this because Jesus is saying something's coming. Now we know that it came. It already came. But He's telling us this. For us, this is us putting us, ourselves in that place just like them, and then he's telling them, you, you, are, you believe in me. I'm praying to the Father for you. You're saved because you believed in me. But there's something coming that you need that you don't have. Do you see that? For he dwells with you and, again, on credit, he will be in you. Now watch this next verse. Acts chapter 1. We're going to go back to something we read on Sunday. Acts chapter 1. Verse 1 to 5. Read this again and, and, and notice how important this is. It says, when the... Sorry, I'm, I'm not chapter 2. That would have been good too. The former account I made, O Theopolis, of all that Jesus began both to do and to teach until the day he was taken up. Through, after he, watch this, through the Holy Spirit, had given commandments... To the apostles whom 
he had chosen. What did he give to the apostles whom he had chosen? A suggestion. Does it say suggestion there? Does God, does the word say that Jesus suggested this to them? It says he commanded them. And it says, to whom he also presented himself alive with his suffering by many infallible proofs, being seen them by them 40 days and speaking of the things pertaining to the kingdom of God. How many are following? So he commanded something to his disciples. Verse 4, and being assembled together with them, just like we are here tonight, he suggested to them that if they thought it was a good idea, and if it fit within their thinking, that they should maybe, if they want to, if they desire to, if they feel like it, if it's in their denominational preaching, to go do what he says. Are you following me? Why don't we read the Bible and follow the Bible? Why don't we not make up our own thoughts? I was listening back to a message on Sunday after our Pentecost Sunday, and one of the things, not, not me preaching, and one of the things that's so important for us to remember, because I even had some people reach out to me from our church that are new converts, and just, just go ahead and leave that up, Claudia, please, because I'm going to lose my space. And, and thinking about um, what, what, what was said Sunday in the message and not totally understanding it. And what we want to do as Christians is we want to understand God. We want to, we want to contemplate Him in our mind and we want to, we want to resonate and we want, to, we want to make sense of things. But how many know God did never, never told us He was going to make, give us anything that makes sense? He didn't say that. Matter of fact, the Spirit of God comes into our lives and speaks to our spirit, not to our minds. Some of you may not be getting baptized in the Holy Spirit or the fullness of what God has in your life because you are thinking things too much. Everything in the Bible comes by faith, not by reason. He did not say the just shall walk by reason. The just shall walk by understanding. He didn't say reasoning comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. He said faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God and the Holy Spirit anoints His Word to give our spirit understanding and our mind doesn't need to understand it. And a matter of fact, when the Holy Spirit takes over, guess what gets out the way is the mind. How many know your minds are in your way tonight? Your mind tells you that you can't do anything. Your mind tells you you're still a sinner. Your mind tells you you're still condemned. Your mind tells you you can't do anything for God. Your mind tells you your past is too strong. Your mind tells you you're broke. Your mind tells you all these things. But God says, I don't want you to think with your minds. I want you to think with your spirits. Spirit. Didn't that last verse we read? The spirit of truth. The spirit of truth. So he says, in being assembled together with them, he commanded them. I cannot beat this dead horse enough, church, that he commanded everybody that he appeared to. The Bible says in that verse before, we mentioned that he came came for 40 days. Literally, physically, in a new body, walked the earth with a glorified, physical, resurrected body, not glorified in the heavens, but a resurrected body, 
walked the earth not for a few hours, for 40 days. And the Bible tells us, we don't have to wonder how many people he appeared to. It says he appeared to over 500 people. And he commands them here in the assembly to go and wait for the promise of the Father. What's the promise? We read it in the verse before. The Helper. What's the Helper? The Holy Spirit. The baptism, the power, the fullness, the fire. John baptized with water, but he'll baptize with fire. So he says to these men, and he commands these men and women, go wait. Over 500 heard it. Only 120 went. That's a picture of today. I don't want, I don't, don't get it then. You don't, we, you, listen, you don't have to speak in tongues. You get to. You don't have to lay your hands on the sick and see them recover. You get to. You don't have to see the blessings of God in your life. You get to. You don't have to see your kids serve God. You get to. Nothing in this kingdom of God is something you have to do. It's something we get to do. It's a blessing. It's, it's amazing that God could use us to do anything for his kingdom. But we have to obey. And so we can't obey all these commands if we don't obey one of the most important ones he ever gave, which was to wait for the promise of the Helper. The power of the Holy Spirit, which he said, you have heard from me. And when I read that, it tells me that he didn't say it just once. Which you have heard, not from some other person, but from me. Verse 5. For John truly baptized with water. So there's an experience of salvation. How many know you can't get baptized in water before you get saved? I mean, you could, but it doesn't mean that you are. You know, water baptism is something you do as an act of obedience after you're saved. And that's what these people would do. They would get saved, and they'd get baptized in water since John was baptizing, and they learned that, and even Jesus was baptized. For John truly baptized with water. Watch this, church. But you shall be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. That's a future event. Am I, am I, are we reading the same English? Not many days from now. You shall be. Will You will be baptized. It's a future event separate from the event of salvation. Are you seeing that? Now, look at uh, John chapter 16. I'm going to push through this quickly. John chapter, John chapter 16. This is going to be one of those messages you need to go back and listen to again. Share with somebody. John chapter 16, verse 5. Give me an amen if you're there. Now, I go away to him, God, who sent me. And none of you asks me, where are you going? But because I have said these things to you, sorrow has filled your heart. Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. Watch this. It is to your advantage that I go away. Jesus says it is to your... Does that, that didn't make any sense at all to them right there. Just like it doesn't make any sense today to people that we need the power of the Holy Spirit. It is to my, your advantage that I go away. For if I don't go away, if I don't leave, the helper, there's that word again, 
not the same verse, different verse, different chapter, will not come to you. Future event. But if I depart, I will send him to you. You can't be sent someplace if you're already there. Amen. And when he has come, he will convict the world of sin. You know when you got saved, the Holy Spirit convicted you. Okay? And righteousness and of judgment. Of sin because they do not believe in me. Of righteousness because I go to my Father and you see me no more. Of judgment because the ruler of this world is judged. I still have many things to say to you, but you can't hear them now. And watch this. However, when he... Now we are in a different chapter, right? I'm not rereading the verse again, am I? But however, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, future tense... He will guide you into all truth. Maybe you wonder sometimes, how come I'm not, do, I don't feel led all the time, but maybe you haven't been filled totally with what God has you in the Holy Spirit to be led. For he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you things to come. Last verse, watch this. He will glorify me. When you have the power of the Holy Spirit dwelling in your life, it is to glorify the Lord. Alone. No other reason. Glorify the Lord. And He will take of what is mine and declare it to you. Every service, I get up here to preach. Pastor Mario gets up here to preach. One of the disciples get up here to preach. And we don't depend on our words. We don't depend on our power. We depend on the power of the Holy Spirit to speak through us and change people's lives through His Word. Now, watch this. John chapter 20. Is everybody still here spiritually? You might not be here mentally, but hopefully you're here spiritually. You might not be here physically, but hopefully you're here spiritually. John chapter 20. Give me an amen when you get to John chapter 20. This is tied all together. Then at the same, the same day at evening, being the first day of the week... When the doors were shut, where the disciples were assembled, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in the midst of them and said, Peace be with you. And when, watch this. And when he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. This is actually a separate event from even with Thomas. This is to his disciples that are there. And the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Watch what the next thing says. And Jesus said to them again, Peace to you. As the Father has sent me, I, now leave this up there for a second, send you. What is happening here is Jesus is confirming his disciples. He is confirming their faith. He is revealing himself to them. This is a very important moment. Are you with me? This is Jesus showing himself physically so they can be sure because they doubted, if you remember. They went back to their old lifestyles, went back to work, were doing other things. So he is in their midst. Peace be with you. He shows them his hands and his feet. He is confirming them. He is, he is uh, 
confirming or confessing, showing the confession of their belief in him to be true. It's the salvation experience. Watch this. And he says, I also send you. And watch this next verse. Watch what Jesus does here. And when he had said this, this is very important, he breathed on them. And he said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. Pay attention. This is not the baptism of the Holy Spirit. He says, Receive the Holy Spirit. This is where the Holy Spirit it, that comes, the, the Holy Spirit that comes in you when you believe, that comes into your life as a believer, the Holy Spirit is convicting you of your sins. You are believing that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sins, and there is an indwelling of the Holy Spirit in your life. And this is him breathing and then receiving that Holy Spirit. But do you realize that after this happens, he then tells them to go to the upper room and wait for the promise. Are you all following me here? This is not the baptism of the Holy Spirit. When we get saved, yes, the Holy Spirit dwells in us. But the experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a separate event. Are you here? I wish I could get every single one of you to check off on this and sign off on this and understand what I'm telling you. This is a separate event. He says, now, I want, now that you have believed in me, and he breathes on them the Holy Spirit, they, they have, still have to go and wait. For what? If they had gotten filled with the Holy Spirit right here, with all that God had for them, why would he tell them to go wait in the upper room? There was something else. There was something else. I finished with this. Acts chapter 19. Go there quickly. And I'm not going to ask the musicians to come up yet. Just give me a couple more minutes here. Acts chapter 19. I don't know where we're at on time, but it's not 8 o'clock yet. Acts chapter 19. Give me an amen if you're there. This is way down the road. Years. Distance. Paul's in Ephesus. Sorry, uh, Corinth. And he... He has now received, Paul now is not, remember that Paul was not a disciple of Jesus Christ. Paul was converted on the road to Damascus. He, he was not there among those men. And he actually was filled with the Holy Spirit as well in the house of Cornelius. And he goes to Paulus or Corinth and says to some disciples passing through the upper regions, comes, I was right, comes to Ephesus, finds some disciples, and you've heard me say this before, and the first thing he says to them is, watch this. Did you receive the Holy Spirit when you believed? He is not talking about this, the breathing of Jesus onto them for confirmation of their salvation. He is talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit that happened to the disciples in the upper room. And you're going to see that right here. Have you, did you receive it when you believed? And they said, we have not so much even heard that there is a Holy Spirit. That right there, church, is the picture of a thousand billion churches today. We did not even know that there is a Holy And I'm not talking about the Holy Spirit in general. I'm talking about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I'm talking about the power and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit, the fullness of the Holy Spirit that the Bible says comes upon you like that dove that came upon Jesus when he got baptized that gave him power to fulfill. 
We haven't even heard of it. You know why a lot of churches haven't heard of it? Because they don't want to preach about it. Because there's too much involved with that. You've got you to have order in the service. And you've got to explain tongues and interpretations. And you've you got to have all these things. You got, so they just pass it over. Me and my wife were talking about this on Sunday. They just pass it over because they don't want to deal with that. But you know what we're doing when we pass over the Holy Spirit? We're not obeying His commands. We're not doing what He said. Who are we to say, nah, we don't need that. Somebody can tell me. I, I'm, I, you find me, call me, come visit me. I, I'd like to hear how we can get away with just not, not listening to that. Just passing over that. So what were you baptized into? What did we see earlier in the scriptures? John's baptism. Water baptism. And Paul said, John indeed baptized with a baptism of repentance, water, saying to the people that they should believe on him who would come after him, that is on Christ Jesus. And when they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when, the, when Paul had laid hands on them, watch what happens here. The Holy Spirit came, what? Upon them. Upon them. Now remember they were disciples, which means they were believers. But they had not received the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And he said, John baptized with water, but you're going to fill, refill with the Holy Spirit. He laid his hands on them, and the Holy Spirit came on them, and they spoke with tongues and prophesied, just like happened on the day of Pentecost. Church, we have to seek everything Jesus has for us, everything God has for us, everything the power of the Holy Spirit has for us. And if you don't have it yet, you need to ask for it. And you need it because it's a game changer. Amen? As the musicians are coming, I want to get two quick testimonies of two men who got baptized in the Holy Spirit this week. Not in the Well, yeah, one was in the church service and one wasn't. Ben, if you'd come up here real quick. I know he's nervous, but I want him to come up and just share real quick what the Holy Spirit did. What happened to him on Sunday as a testimony? Um, so on Sunday, um, I got baptized in the Holy Spirit for the first time. And it was a, the feeling that I had. I had comfort, joy, uh, a, a feeling that I wasn't used to experiencing before. Um, and it's so special because it's just, uh, it overflowed through me. And it, it just, it, ever since then, I've been praying in tongues this week. I increased my prayer. I increased my prayer uh, to, so I used to pray for only 10, like about 10 minutes a, a day. And now I can pray up to 20 minutes just with that. So it, it's just amazing. It's, is it real? I can testify that it's extremely real. Like, I used to not believe and think that it was true. And I, I was going to men's discipleship for a year now, and I've been begging and asking, like, how do I get, they were teaching me how to, how to ask for the Holy Spirit and how to uh, receive it. And, and it, it's true, and it's all true, and it's, it's just amazing. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Ben. Hallelujah. David, come on up here. I know these two guys are both shy, but they're a little bolder tonight than they were on Sunday. 
Amen. Tell them what happened to you. <laughs> okay, uh, so Sunday, same thing. I'm not able to come to Sunday morning services because I work in the mornings. Uh, I didn't hear the message at all. I didn't know what it was about. Uh, Sunday night, we had Pastor Mario and Ms. Dionza over. Uh, they spoke li- uh, spoken to me and my wife's lives, uh, ministered a little bit, and I, uh, you know, kind of what I got out of it is your rest is going to be interrupted. So, um, um, yeah, we go to bed, they go, they go home, we go to bed, uh, and just tears started flowing. I couldn't control it. Uh, Claudia was trying to figure out what was going on. I didn't know what was going on. Uh, and, you know, the Spirit told me to say a few words to my wife. I said those words, and it's like once I let that pride down, um, this, yeah, the Spirit filled me. Just words started flowing. I, I couldn't control my tongue. Tears kept flowing. Uh, you know, I was yelling throughout the house. <laughs> it was wild. Amen. Is it real? Amen. Let's stand tonight all over this place. The baptizer. You know one thing I I said Sunday to my wife too, and I still say it tonight, and I heard Pastor Paul went and listened to his message. It was amazing. He he pre- we preached almost the same message. I was just blown away. Same verses and everything. And, and uh it not just because not not just because it's uh Pentecost Sunday, but we we're just on the same track and 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 it, it's it's what what we need to understand as I was listening to that is it's something that we we wish we could be the baptizer. I wish I could be the baptizer because I told Carl, if I was the baptizer, everybody in here would be baptized in the Holy Spirit. Today. That's the most frustrating thing about being a pastor because I know and now Ben knows and now David knows. And until you get it, you don't know. But once you get it, you know. And you just wish everybody could get it right away. I, don't, I can't explain to you why or when or how because I'm not God. But one thing as I began to reason with myself, and I've been doing this a long time, as I begin to reason with myself, is the reason that God doesn't just do it right away is because he's working in us. He's working in us. He wants us to get to that place where if there's something we need to admit or confess or, or, or humble ourselves, or if there's something we need to stop doubting about, we get to that place. If there's someone we haven't forgiven, I can't tell you what the hindrance is that's keeping you from getting it, The only thing I can promise you is that God wants you to have it. I can promise you that. And I hope that you've seen in the scriptures tonight, it is a distinct experience that God wants everybody to have. I I don't know how much clearer I can show that to you if you look at those scriptures that God said, go and wait for it. It's so important. And why would we be so prideful to think, I don't need what Jesus told me to wait for? But until you've been told the scriptures and and been explained, which none of you in here tonight can say, you haven't heard it. Because we preach on it a lot. Now the only difference, now the only thing that's lacking is that complete surrender. That, That listening to the Holy Spirit telling you whatever it is, maybe it's maybe it's doubt, maybe it's unforgiveness, maybe it's what I can't tell you. But I know God wants to baptize you. And He's the baptizer. And he'll do it in the moment that he decides to do it. And you decide to be ready. How many tonight, if you just bow your heads and close your eyes all across this place, as people are watching online, 
don't know Jesus Christ because you can't be filled with the Holy Spirit if you don't have Jesus. There's an order there. You must believe on Jesus. And then he says, I'll send the helper. I'll send that helper that will come down and he'll fill you up and he'll give you the boldness to preach the gospel and tell others about me. But how many tonight say, I don't know Jesus, Pastor. I'm not born again. I'm not saved tonight. I need to be born again. Just lift up your hand. The Bible, the Bible says the Holy Spirit's convicting you right now of your sin. When we see people come forward in a, in for salvation, it's because the Holy Spirit is convicting them. He's dwelling with them, and He's convicting them of their sin. How many could say online possibly tonight, you're watching. We're going to say a prayer with you before we move on in the, in the, in the order of this service. You're watching. You're listening on the podcast all over the world in different places. We don't know where you're at. We're going to say a prayer with you right now. And you're going to accept Christ. You're going to put your faith in Him, just like those disciples did. Jesus said, blessed are you, Thomas, because you have believed in me, because you've seen me and touched me. But blessed are those who will believe in me who have not seen me. And that's you tonight. The Holy Spirit is telling you, you're a sinner, and you need to repent, and you need to put your faith in Jesus. Today's the day of your salvation. His heads are bowed and eyes are closed all across this place. Congregation, would you say this with me? For those that are watching online, Lord Jesus, I believe tonight that you are salvation. You are hope. You are redemption. I believe you died on the cross, Jesus, for, to take my place, to bear all of my sins, all of my shame, all of my rebellion upon you. Jesus, I believe that your blood was shed for me on that cross. And I believe that you defeated death and you rose from the dead after three days. And today you're seated on the right hand of the Father, praying and interceding for me. Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe in salvation through you. I confess you with my mouth and believe in my heart. Please write my name in the Lamb's book of life in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a big praise tonight.